Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to the Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of November 5th, 2018. We are back. We're recording. We've got all the latest news. We've all played uh, Ghostbusters World. We're going to talk about the new Men in Black crossover. Uh, fun fun stuff coming up. Uh, I will give you a little spoiler alert, though. Chris will triumphantly say that his batteries on his Zoom recorder are still running about halfway through the episode. Spoiler alert. They won't. Um, so he sounds kind of Skypey for a little bit. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, the, the funny thing is, so so again, uh, and you put it into the um, Halloween uh, mix for WGBI. Uh, us talking about we talk for hours and hours that you guys don't hear. So you're you're coming into this right now, and you don't know that Chris and I, because Chris and I have not spoken for about a month now, which is pretty crazy to think about. We, uh, well, no, I mean we occasionally keep in touch. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, in we messaging have not passages, podcast talked. Yeah, we haven't chatted in a while. Yeah. Um, but so so we had a lot of stuff that we had to, to talk about. So we just we spoke for an hour that you guys are not going to hear. And now we talked and we talked and we talked, and then we looked down and went, "Oh man." Um, yeah. So so I appreciate everybody's patience. I know that we did miss an episode. It's a rare occasion that we do miss a week. Um, but uh, that is on me, and I, uh, I apologize because well, um, it was kind of it was the perfect storm. It was not all entirely on you. It was it was me as well. It was. Yeah, uh, I could, I probably could have saved it, except for the fact that I, in the midst of the month, was exactly when uh, elementary school plague came home, and as uh-huh. I think I've mentioned before, genetically, whatever hits my son is most likely to impact me rather than my wife. <laughs> uh, so I which went we have down a voicemail pretty hard. for that I'm going to play for you later. But in, okay, anyway. good. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I was uh, just, and it was very busy at work, and, you know, Halloween was coming up, and it's just, oh, God, it was just so awful. I, I was so draggy, and you uh, messaged me no. going, I remember, and I was uh, very busy with work, like working on weekends to catch up on stuff, and you messaged me, and you were like, <laughs> how's that episode? And I was like, I was going to get it to you tonight, this being Saturday night, <laughs> and then I'm looking at it going... Uh, I'm only a quarter of the way through this thing. And you're, you're like, how about we push it back a week? And I was like, no, don't, stop. And you're like, all right, a week it is. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, being stupid, uh, I said, but I'm still going to finish this up in the next couple of days. Otherwise, we'll be having this conversation again next week. <laughs> then we had that conversation again the next week. How's that episode looking? Almost done. Almost there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so you You were dealing with that. I was dealing with my own foolishness and thinking that I could get two books done at the exact same timeline with the exact same deadline, um, which I will never, never do again. 
Um, yeah, that, that should have been a common sense one, buddy. That's like uh, saying people yeah. can occupy the same space. What the heck? I, yeah. So, uh, right, so well, there was that and that. some family how, how, stuff. And, uh, yeah. Some family stuff. Well, I don't know. I'll do anything fun on your break? Uh, how was your summer, man? Yeah. How was your summer, man? What did you do? Uh, well, the funny thing is, so I did have a whole lot of time on my hands uh, when I was not writing the book, uh, and I, I dove into uh, the, the soundtrack show, which I did not get to listen to the second episode I yet. I did. But, um, I, I love it. Yeah, David W. Collins, and I, I did mention it at the top of the, the Lost episode, which was <laughs> seems like forever ago, but for you guys, it was only two episodes ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, David W. Collins has been doing that Star Wars Oxygen type show for quite some time. And his insight, because he's a sound designer and he's a musician and he's a very well, uh, articulated host and just a, an all around nice guy. But, um, yeah, his, his insight, it's, it's perfect. If you're going to Ghostbusters live and you're watching, uh, Peter Bernstein up there conducting an orchestra, yeah. Listen to this first so that when you're listening to uh, the orchestra play, you're catching all of the nuance and all of the things that David W. Collins has pointed out. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. At a minimum, listen to the first one because that is all score. Uh, like, uh, what's, he did makes the distinction, and I, I didn't know these terms. Uh, film score and then song score or is it orchestra yeah, score and orchestral and then there's the orchestra. needle drop and, um, and then the source music is what he was talking yeah, about yeah, exactly yeah. He, he calls it he, yeah he calls it the the, 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 the song soundtrack no what's this? Uh, never mind uh, the second one deals with uh, the, the pop songs yeah. in it sort of thing um, and actually even there there's a little bit to go listen to because when we go to Ghostbusters Live I, I guess it's potentially possible we'll hear the some of the tracks that weren't that you know Bernstein wrote that weren't used to the movie maybe right yeah because if it's going with a live showing of the movie are they gonna run you know Alessi and stuff like that who knows they so usually, maybe those yeah it's uh it's it's kind of a give and a take like uh when I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark they had this soundtrack that was playing in the background where the the sound effects were a little thin because they had stripped away the score and I guess the music and effects track you lose a little bit of the Went effects it, too, yeah. um, but I'm I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see. And and again, yeah, we'll get into that with the Ghostbusters live talk. Uh, people have been seeing the show and and have been giving it rave reviews and loving it. So yeah, um, um, but yeah, just to just to cover it was the the soundtrack show part of the regular talk or is it fine here? No, it's part of our our, our okay. I'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm just checking myself before I wreck myself. Um, <laughs> he's very knowledgeable. Um, um, and accomplished uh, as a as a score and music producer in his own right. That uh, I was very happy to find that he's there with his with a keyboard. Yes, when yes. he reads his stuff. So sometimes he checks himself. Like he'll go over to the keyboard to play a few notes or to try two different chords and see. Yeah, no, he'll double check himself. Going, oh yeah, no, that's definitely what he did. Yeah. But then he he moves into the theory where he talks about, oh, this is the kind of thing that you know they do here they do there um you know this is how they invoke this and then he likes to talk about because it's about the movies and the music he loves in the movies he he talks a lot about uh how they did really impressive stuff and it's really interesting to listen to him talk about uh Bernstein and the stuff he did 
because yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, but there's a few things that Bernstein did in the movie that I'm like, wow, that's really slick actually that he did. <laughs> like it's, I, I can't, I don't, I, I don't want to spoil it and B, I don't want to mangle it trying to explain it. Yeah. But there's some real good. And then the second one, if you get a chance, um, still well worth it. Mostly again, because he talks about the one song that, uh, got dropped that Bernstein did in, in favor of the pop one uh, and that Bernstein uh, was absolutely uh, thumbs up on and one that he wasn't no on he just wasn't 100% on it, it sort of yeah. thing uh, yeah um, he, and then he talks about like it's funny he, he's going these songs are all different styles why are they working in this movie <laughs> like, like, like he's like here's ray parker jr you know the rock with the blues licks he's like here's the bus boys you know it's like almost big band like and he's like goes to all the rest and then he's like hey here's this one and it starts uh, he starts playing mick smiley he's like no you don't recognize it yeah no because they use from halfway through the song and they he cuts to the bit and he's like yeah but that works perfect right it's like he's just <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, and and as a as somebody who um, I don't consider myself encyclopedic in knowledge, but as somebody who I, I feel like I am pretty knowledgeable about certain things, he'll play when he goes to the keyboard and he plays just like a couple of string or a couple of uh, measures from the from the music, and he'll say, "Does this sound like anything to you?" And then he'll show you that it sounds like something that you go, "Oh." Oh yeah, like uh, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it, I don't want to mangle it, but he he yeah. draws a comparison between Ghostbusters and the Disney Haunted Mansion that yep. blew my mind. And then he yep. talks about why those types of things um, read to us uh, psychologically as like ghostly or paranormal or kind of uh-huh. spooky, and um, so very very cool stuff. You have to listen to it. Um, is well, I'm hooked now. I'm now going back and listening to all oh, the other ones. Yeah, you have they're to. just amazing. It's it's one long music course, and he'll mention things like uh, Deus Eerie and and like recurring themes because he'll show you when you go to an open note, this is what it sounds like, and this is what it does. And when you go to this type of motif, yeah. this is what it does for you. Um, and and he's talked about Jaws and Back to the Future and Star Wars, of course. Um, Star Wars. He just started uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, which was impressive too, because he gets to like the the Quidditch match. Uh, and he's talking about how uh, brass fanfare is now hardwired into our our brains as being sporting event music right, in right. in film, right? And he's like, but this goes all the way back to before Ben Hur. Like it's just it's a it's a it's as it's as Hollywood film language as like that one California frog that is now used for every freaking frog <laughs> in every, every movie frog. ever. Yeah, because in our brains, that's what a frog sounds like. Um, yeah. Um, it's really it's really good stuff. Really so, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so so give give that a listen. Um and I did I I did read uh, Ghostbusters Crossing Over number 7, which is excellent. Um you and uh-huh. I Chris are going to talk about that next week just to kind of buy ourselves a little more time for the news that we missed <laughs> last week and to kind of It should be good timing because the second last one will be out shortly thereafter or right about that time maybe yeah so so uh you know maybe we can even well i don't want to wait and then we'll do seven and eight but um we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about seven next week yeah exactly yeah so um all right so without any further uh delay because it has been for us a month plus a couple hours here um let's get so much talking to do i know we have so much more talking to do let's get into the news here we go hey guys peter I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to just turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. 
Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Bum, 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 bum. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. By the way, this is a small side. It is related to it. I am never happier than when you actually let the, 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 <laughs> the low brass. The end. Run, yeah. bum, bum, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. As you and I start talking, <laughs> when you faded out earlier, I, I, it annoys me. I have to tell you. Well, it's always there. I just, I, I lower the levels because we start talking. Yeah. But yeah, yeah well, no, it's don't yeah, leave okay. it. It's there. Leave it. It's there. Right. Um, so, so yeah, Continue. so, uh, the, the underscore Elmer Bernstein's lovely score that we, you can go and listen to and see at Ghostbusters live. I find myself humming it to myself while I'm playing Ghostbusters world. I don't know about you, but like, especially when I trap a ghost, <laughs> it's a combination between that and, uh, the real Ghostbusters. Every time, uh, the, the ghost trap closes and I've caught a ghost, I do the dun, 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 dun. It just makes me feel cool. Yeah. Even though I know I'm not cool when I do that, but. It makes you want to set up a an iPad or something like that with a, a soundboard. <laughs> the and you soundboard, just program those yeah. cues in. I just I need somebody following. Me. I need Peter Bernstein to follow me and score my life. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ghostbusters World has been out now for a couple weeks. Um, I know a lot of people out there already like level five hundred. I don't know how people yeah. are able to level up so fast. But um, I'm a level thirteen, I think, as of recording this maybe i'm at there 14 you go. now yeah okay i am just clicking over into 13 yeah i mean it uh again going back to family stuff i was in a hospital waiting room and luckily the developers and the ghost core folks and whoever out there thank you so much for av- uh, look everything in a hospital waiting room respawns in like two seconds so you oh can wow just, you nice. can sit there and and just pass some time and it works out really well um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it, the game is a whole lot of fun. Um, and as I alluded to, when I got that hands-on demo, uh, a few weeks ago, um, I, I, I'm hooked. I will, I, I'm guilty of, I'll send my team into battle in the ghost dimension, but I'll keep it on auto. And then I'll just like glance over it and be like, Oh, okay. We're doing good. Keep going guys. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Just let it do its thing. But, uh, yeah. How, how have you been enjoying Cause this is now the first time that you've gotten your hands on the game, right? Uh, <laughs> I had a, an early look and unfortunately it did not run well. Uh, oh, what iPhone uh, are you on? Cause they did mention that like iPhone five or six or you were doing on the iPad. What were you, what were you running on? No, I'm on? doing it on a, on a six plus. Oh, on a six plus. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that nobody mentioned anything to me. Like if they were like, oh, there's a known thing with Well, the funny whatever. thing, it was the new phones, if I remember right, because, uh, there was a message I, I got nosy and I went into, you know, they have their like developer notes or whatever the game yep. thing. Yep. The notices. I, the, yep. Yeah, notices. And there was one on there that said all issues with the iPhone 6R and 6S or 6X, not 6R, XS or 10S or however we're referring to them now. Uh, all those issues have been fixed. So I was like, oh, the new phones were causing issues? That's interesting. You'd think that they would be the new hotness. and <clears throat> Yeah, well... Uh, I'm on a six plus, um, which theoretically should be the highest, highest end of the six line. Um, and it seems to have some sort of intermittent, um, memory thing, Mm. uh, which for the most part is annoying more than anything. Cause what it does is it kind of does a false crash and it always happens randomly when you're trying to load up something. Like I notice it when I press a button and it has to 
call up like a new screen with a, a a model of one of the ghosts or whatever. So I'm pretty sure it's probably memory based mm, yeah. by the feel of it. Uh, and it's annoying. And I say false crash because it takes me back to the home uh, screen, but the app is still running. But it's indistinguishable from restarting it anyways because if even if I tap on it to open it up again or restart, it's like restarting the game. I get the the, lo- yeah, you know, the, you have the to- logo screen. I get the startup. That's just a, more annoying than anything. It really – it didn't stop me from moving forward, which is great. Unlike the – when the game first came out, there was one – uh, stalled me in mid tutorial, and the trouble is, is, in mid tutorial, they wouldn't let me just go bust ghosts <laughs> in my area. Oh, I had no. to finish the thing they wanted me to do. So for a couple of days, I was I was out. That got fixed pretty quick. And I will say they're they're hustling. I can yeah. I can see both you know directly and you know with what they're putting out, and then those notices and reading between the lines as a dev myself. I'm like, they're working it. They're <laughs> they're doing it as fast as they can. Yeah, they're figuring uh, all those things out. Well, and and the server was down on Halloween morning because they had their what did they call it big boss uh, halloween big boss, or something yep. like that um yeah but i, I imagine tr- that was a good opportunity for them to pull the servers down as well and say well we're just getting ready for the big bosses and at the same time we're patching this tinkering, this, this, tinkering this. a couple of things yeah. yeah uh the trouble with ghostbusters being popular worldwide it means it's going to bite somebody in the butt somewhere it's going to be down when you want to play but yeah. uh the trouble i have right now is i cannot research up my proton pack equipment Without it crashing every single time, oh, like it's, it's oh, the that's detrimental. One. Yeah, yeah, that's which not means good. I have not been able to. Like, so it means I can't. I, you know, I, I. Hey, there's Vigo. Okay, he kicked my teeth in. All right, great. Oh God, <laughs> even like mayhem, like every everything that is a mild, uh, bot, like mayhem. I'm trying to think of the other one that that took me out, and I was like, well, I guess I need uh, to upgrade my equipment before I can. Yeah, Gozer took me out. Gozer, uh, yeah, Gozer wasn't even pretty. Like the terror dogs got me. <laughs> Gozer and Zool have adorable little terror dogs. <laughs> it's puppies. true. It's so true. Um, I, I kind of like the boss mechanism, the fight mechanism. Uh, I really, other than the one in the tutorial, which was kind of a gimme, I really want to accomplish one myself in real life. I'm kind of stuck right now. I can still keep leveling because I keep busting ghosts. Yeah, and I can keep working through. Um, Ah, but the bummer is that that equipment, like the researching of your proton pack, that's that's key because if you don't yeah. have uh, and 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 even some of the people that have been in the chats uh, I've seen are like if you don't have a level two proton pack or more, you don't even stand a chance against some of the yeah. bosses. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm I'm kind of hooped there. Uh, I'll just be patient. Uh, the sad part was that it meant for the Halloween stuff I missed out. There was just it was there was no real point in getting involved in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can start to see the um, the. I mean, it's a mobile game. It's free to download and play. And I can. I, I appreciate games where you can pro- keep going forward without having to pay money. I like to pay money because I know somebody who's making the game and they need some money, sort of thing. I just don't like the ones where they. If you want to keep like, there's a lot of. Uh, the Connect Three games, yeah, like, like the Candy Drama. Crush, where it's like if you want the next level, you have to pay. X you have to yeah. pay, right? Or you, you hit the wall where you're like, "There's just no way through this unless I throw more money at it," sort of thing. And I don't see that in Ghostbusters. Rather, they kind of put some of those uh, the little kicks in the usual places, like speeding up your um, the the sphere, the spheres, yeah. Um, the other one was, I think, incre- like increasing the size of your containment unit. 
I yeah, may have imagined that I think, one. But. I think you're limited to 35, <laughs> but yeah, if you 50. if you pay... You're limited to 50. Oh, 50? I think I only have 35. Maybe oh, I don't... Oh, yeah. well, that's too bad. Because yeah. I had to destabilize a lot of ghosts, uh, which is fine. I needed the, the coins to, uh, to upgrade yeah. my equipment anyway. Um, but. So, that one kind of bugs me because it's a Pokemon game... It's not a Pokemon game, but it's it's got that element of Pokemon where you you want to have one of everything, and yeah, unless you pay, you're not going to be able to hold on to them. <laughs> but that's okay too because at a certain like even with fifty, you can develop a a strong variety for different uh, story mode lineups. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, pretty pretty good. It took me a while to learn up on the uh, what's good, what's bad with the ghosts. Like they don't really. They don't really hold your hand on that one a lot. Um, well, let me tell you, if you get the Ghost of Christmas Past and you level that dude up to, I think I've got him at a 21, 22 yeah. right now, his first blast will take out the first wave of people. It's it's all kind right. of amazing. He shoves his sword into the, to the ground and all four of the ghosts in front of you are dead. <laughs> I do like finding the, the rarer ones. That is, and I think that's what's going to come down to. Uh, after a while, you're just going. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. They locked your first four. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of thinking. Uh, I can't see any reason why. I see why they lock it initially, so you can you can do what you got to do in the tutorial and the story mode tutorial and all that. But maybe at a certain point, you guys can unlock that, so I can just I can just let some of those go because. I got better versions of uh, some of those. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> and they're even, it's they're like everybody has the same slots. four. Yeah, it's like yeah. Slimer, the Dancing Toaster, the Librarian, and that Splat. Ball I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, pink, pink thingy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, regardless, I mean, uh, I have gotten dirty looks from my wife, so that means that I have been playing it a little too much. Like she'll look over <laughs> and she's like, are you busting ghosts again? And you know, I'm just, we're, it's fine. I just needed to catch a couple and I need to check my remote gate and then, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I had a, I had a, oh, that was the other kicker. I found it the hard way. I set up my remote gate at home. I should theoretically probably set it up at work because I'm there more often than I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I wanted to move it there, you have to pay. If you want to drag it around, yeah, you, gotta, you, you have pay to there. pay it. I was it like, okay, it. yeah, I can kind of see that. that that's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but I had I had my one immersive moment where I was actually, uh, uh, as I said, I wasn't feeling too great, and when I don't feel great, sometimes I I. I don't have a sauna i have the next best thing which is i sit in a really hot bath so i'm sitting in the bath busting ghosts and of course through the camera what i see is my feet up on the edge of the tub where the faucet is and all that and i get the plumber ghost and at one point he starts by with his back to you and he starts doing the wrench thing yeah and for a brief moment i had a panic of don't turn that on all right this is not real <laughs> i may have been hallucinating from a hot tub and illness but uh, for a small moment but that shows the believability <coughs> of the augmented reality i guess is what you're saying yeah the ghosts by the way look fantastic yeah, they're a lot of fun the the jogger ghost really gets me uh cha-cha actually really gets me she's yeah. she's very funny um yeah all of the humanoid ghosts kind of look better i think than than some of the creatures but uh yeah the but they're also pretty pretty good uh the taxi driver zombie um, oh yeah he's great the ghoul i really like the, yeah, ghoul. the ghoul is great um uh, uh mock i i shouldn't like mock but it mocks really well some are yeah some seem 
simpler than others yeah uh, uh, i got drool drool is a lot of fun because he looks Drool's a lot of fun yeah yeah he looks dead on um i'm trying to think the will of the wisps are a lot of fun because they just they look cool the yeah. the persian the cats the sphinxes um does shape wise like model wise they're not terribly complex it's the the textures they put on them where a lot of work went into it yeah there's a lot of detailing with the yeah they're not my favorite but i can kind of see what they did and i can kind of appreciate i also like to when they start out they hop off the ball and actually yeah, kind of like yeah. cats for a second uh fear some flush fear some flush i have he looks great yeah uh um, the golems are pretty cool yeah um yeah, the fire I, uh, the fire golem is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sam Hain when he showed up in the story mode, awesome to yeah. see him. Yeah, um, all in all, and as it is, I've been I've played it more than I think I even played Pokemon Go, and I'm still looking at it, going, I got a lot of ghosts I haven't seen yet. So that makes me feel that <clears throat> pretty good because it means I'm a moderate casual player. If I can say, to, if I'm playing it and I'm going at this rate, it'll take me a few months to probably see and get everything, except for maybe a few rare stragglers or whatever. That's a good lead time for them to update and add in more. Yeah, be, as they by the go. time you catch as many of them as you can possibly get, then that's when they yes. add uh, 12 more or 20 more yeah. or whatever they do. So yeah. I hope, I really hope that's part of their, their uh, post release design plan. And I really hope. The game does well enough that it, you know, budgetarily funds all that uh, because I think, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the the thing that's left now is uh, franchising hasn't been opened up yet, and I really want that. Uh, if I had to, uh, I'm uh, you know uh, give any sort of negative review to any part of the game, um, and <clears throat> it's not. Uh, bad fault of the game. It's more like I, I, I can see where choices were made in terms of time, energy, and assets, and the place that ended up lacking. And I'm not being too harsh on it because I, I'm, I'm really hoping uh, by the by the way it's presented, the character design screen. It looks like a lot of room is left for more stuff. It's just they haven't gotten it together yet. Yeah. Um, that was the one thing that's kind of it's not quite at the point where i was hoping it would be in terms of making you feel like you've created an avatar of yourself in the game uh, yeah that's true <clears throat> there's there's not that many choices i feel like everybody when when people post their screenshots of uh what your characters look like we all we all look the same <laughs> we all look yeah, very we do, similar well, cause, yeah because there's like what is it uh, it's like three heads for men and three heads for women. Yeah, and then you can change the skin color and skin tone. color, which doesn't doesn't amount to much, especially since they're shading on the model. So even if you, um, uh, it, it, it's I don't know, it just doesn't really the distinguishing between them on the on the palette checker. You're like, oh yes, that's a wide range of of skin tones, and then you see it in you there, and it's like, that's ah, just not kind of. And then, like, four hairstyles or something. And, again, it's fine because right now it's all about getting to play the game. But – and right now it's just me. So I can kind of just roll with it. It's yeah, just us, you're right? not it's seeing, us playing our game. You're not seeing multiplayer co-op uh, or your franchise people yet. And When, um, we, when so, we get yeah. to that, that's – that's either it is, as you say, it's just going to be a bunch of clone usses standing around fighting ghosts together, whereas what it needs to be as um, – 
yeah, they need to be a little bit more representative of us. But like I said, if you look in the interface when you play it, you can see that it's been designed for more content. To yeah, come. they're right. So. I mean, because that was the first thing I I thought there were going to be more than three suits available. Um, yep. And and I'm sure there will be, and I'm sure that that will be like a gift that you get if you go to. Wizard World Chicago or to FanFest or whatever. FanFest um, or whatever. It, um, uh, I've, I've played enough games and I've seen enough head scratchers and I've been lucky enough to then run into the people who made those games and have a, you know, a frick off the record chat as well as worked on stuff myself. And I know there are just times when you're heading to release. Uh, I mean, games are really complex things. You can't account for stuff like stuff goes long stuff takes longer than it should like stuff something comes along that eats up your you know resources trying to get the game made and you have to start prioritizing stuff and some things get left behind yeah. uh, and uh, avatar but, customization uh, is probably low on the totem pole at this point too low. I, and I think they yeah. i think their logic was pretty much to what you and i just said is like well franchising it's not in right now yeah and the, the multiplayer all that that's not that's not where that's not final yet which means for right now they can they can kind of look this sort of thing. They get all that worked out. It's also the natural place to ask for more money because it's the one place right. where people will get right. Uh, having having gone to a Steam Days uh, week uh, conference weekend uh, and had them talk about the money they made when they put hats in Team Fortress, uh, <laughs> it's 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 a no brainer in this game more than most other games. If you let us pay for uniforms and uniform customization and uh, equipment for customization and face customization done people yeah, will spend it, it, people will spend more on that this game just to customize themselves than they'll pay for a lot of off the shelf oh, console games yeah, isn't isn't that why Fortnite has been so successful is because it's a free game but you're paying through the teeth for all of the customizations and uh, emotes yeah. and all the stuff that people want and um, it's basically yeah. what it came down to yes yeah. and it, that that got that <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, secrets out, kids. Uh, <laughs> make a game, offer it up for free, and then let people uh, put themselves in the game as much as and, possible. And let and everybody's own natural vanity <clears throat> take its course. Um, but uh, they, what I do like is that <sighs> I've been staring at it. I haven't done it yet again because I've been kind of uh, dragging and focusing on work. But I told myself I was going to treat myself. They have something that I really, really like, which is that beginner's level up pack. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's really nice, and I'll explain why. Because what it is is, what it amounts to is, if this was a PC game on Steam, or if this was a console game, there would be a base price that would be fairly paid to us for having made the game. And it turns out six ninety nine is roughly that. In the mobile world, 7 bucks for a mobile game. That's a kind of a minimum. That's a minimum fair nod to you know what I do like this game. I've been playing it. (coughs) It's been worth the seven dollars. Here's your seven dollars. It's just that in mobile terms, you pay the seven bucks and they give you a bunch of free stuff in return, which is uh, a bunch of equipment, a lot of uh, crystals, a lot of coins. uh, I think some spheres. I have to go back and double check. I don't think you get any other equipment out of it other than maybe more or traps. I thought, and didn't stuff it come like with that. some of the, whatever the runes are that you need to rank up your ghosts? Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. Lots of runes and all, but it's a nice, 
So yeah, seven bucks to sh- show them, you know, I, 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 I appreciate the game you've made and I'm willing to pay a, a small amount as a token of my brain. get oh, something thanks. in return. Thank you. I have all this yeah. stuff that's going to, you know, Greg Miller, but the beginner's level up back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Greg. I saw he's been posting pictures. He's at level 26 as well, of yesterday. But then so. I, the other thing that I saw is his screen grab where, you know, because your iPhone tracks your screen time now and he had Ghostbusters world running for whatever it was like 18 hours a day. So he, I, he's been playing that, a lot too. He's been playing it a lot. He's been, he's been pulling a U he's been phone is next to him at his desk in, in story <laughs> mode on auto fight. Yeah. Is what he's been doing. Just, let's um, just get all through uh, whatever. How many levels of Gozer's Tower can I just get this guy through uh, and see what happens? But um, but anyway, so yeah, yeah Ghost, Ghostbusters World. It's it's a lot of fun if you're not out there playing it. Uh, give give it a try. I know that some people have said that it's not their cup of tea, but and that's okay uh, because it's. Uh, especially with the the comparisons to Pokemon Go, same thing. Not a lot of people uh, were like Pokemon Go was a phenomenon, but a lot of people also didn't play Pokemon Go, and that's that's cool. So, yeah. um, but but check it out. I mean, especially if you're a fan and you're listening to this show and you haven't, uh, give it give it at least five ten minutes and see see if you like it. But um, well, let's let's keep the game train rolling because there was some news that happened this week. Uh, another crossover, speaking of uh, Ghostbusters crossing over number seven, uh, from IDW, no less. And yes. this is uh, this is a lot of fun. It's, it's good timing because uh, June 2019, we'll all be gathering for Ghostbusters Fan Fest. And at the same time in June 2019, we will be watching a new reimagined reboot question mark of Men in Black. And here comes the Ghostbusters Men in Black crossover tabletop game from IDW Games. Uh, do, I mean, uh, you and I talked, Chris, for maybe a good 45 minutes before everybody listened about how properties intertwining with one another is such a delicious thing to see happening. And I feel yeah. like Ghostbusters and Men in Black, I mean, even dating back to when Bobot was doing Extreme Ghostbusters and Men in Black at the same time, and all of a sudden the Men in Black showed up in Ghostbusters. I was like, oh, this makes sense. This makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I, I feel like these two worlds are kind of made for each other. So I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I'm not familiar with the developers. Funny enough, a friend of mine from high school knows the, uh, people that are doing the game. So we'll have them uh, on the show here when they're able to talk about it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah it, well, it, it, it should be pointed out that when go, uh, men in black came out, which is 10 years after ghostbusters two less, how long? 92. <sighs> 92 i want to say the first oh god so that's within five years of of ghostbusters or was it 90 maybe it was 96 (laughs) maybe i'm i'm wrong i'm sorry i think it was a decade yeah but but, uh the the point is at the time everybody likened it to ghostbusters because it hits all the same notes it's it's average guys dealing with the you know paranormal uh uh stuff uh with uh you know, funny, uh, science fiction-y, uh, make-believe, uh, equipment, uh, with a comedic slash, you know, action thriller horror. I mean, it's not quite horror, but I mean, Ghostbusters yeah, is only a touch comedy. of horror. Yeah. Horror comedy. Right down to the, the, the music score is that mix of dark, but comedic, you know what I mean? Like the tonally, 
perfect, perfect yeah, companions uh, to Dan- one another. Danny Elfman gothic score with uh, <laughs> Will go, Smith yeah. pop music. Yeah, it's uh, very it's, similar. I mean, um, it, it immediately drew Ghostbusters comparisons. Um, immediately. So, immediately. Uh, so this is this is a no-brainer. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of game this is. They describe it as what was it, figure heavy? F- yeah, uh, miniatures heavy. Um, well, here I have I have the press release in front of us, um, and read we it, read it. we we will not call out the very very terrible spelling errors in there. Egon <laughs> Spangler, Ray Stans, Winston Zed Moore without missing the e. an e. <sighs> Three e's, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> dear. Anyway. dear. <clears throat> This is a small PSA from International Crossrip here. We've mentioned it before. We'll say it again. Licensees. Ghostbusters licensees. Um, free. Free spell checking. Well, like, just a little... Just just send us a copy. We'll give it a read. Yeah, IDW <laughs> knows better. I mean, this, that's what's kind of funny about this one is, like, Stance without the T, Spangler with an A, and Zedmore without the E. It's like, you... Three out of the You screwed four? up three out of the four. Anyway, so, uh, here's, here's their... Hope- I hope an intern got like busted down the coffee duty on that one. What the heck? (laughs) But anyway, so, uh, so here's the press release from uh, IDW games. They say currently under development men in black slash ghostbusters, ecto terrestrial invasion will be a miniatures loaded board game featuring the world's foremost protectors teaming up to take down a threat. Unlike any, they have other, unlike any they have faced before. I'm tired. Making up the Ghostbusters team will be Peter Venkman, Egon Spangler, Spangler, <laughs> Ray Stuns, Stuns, and Winston Zedmore. Winston Zedmore. <laughs> it's not that bad, but it's still bad. It's still bad. Uh, and the MIB team will consist of Agent J, Agent K, Agent L, and Zed. While these two teams have faced unearthly threats before, the strength of the ectoterrestrials is nearly overwhelming, but that doesn't mean there can't be a little friendly competition. With all new character designs by fan-favorite artist Derek Lofman, an innovative game design by Panda Cult Games, the people behind Wander the Cult of Barnacle Bay, Men in Black Ghostbusters Ectoterrestrial Invasion features a blend of fast-action, dice-chucking, take-that card play, and highly detailed sculpted miniatures from ninja division responsible for super dungeon explore jerry bennington idw publishing's vp of new product development says we are excited to bring these two iconic properties together along with an amazing group of development partners we love the fun story we are telling with this game and hope fans will bring it to the tabletop again and again men in black ghostbusters ecto terrestrial invasion miniatures board game will release in late 2019. Additional standalone games for each franchise are also currently in development, ooh, and slated for release next year. Yeah. Hmm. So more more games coming from IDW Games. Um, and Cryptozoic, we know, still has the license as well, so maybe they're doing some stuff. It's going to be a fun June of 2019, it sounds like. Yeah, well, a lot of, a lot of games. That means... Your your uh, gaming den shelf can almost have a dedicated shelf just for Ghostbusters Nothing games because we're up to and... yeah Ghostbusters like uh, Cryptozoic's Ghostbusters Cryptozoic's Ghostbusters two uh, Monopoly Ghostbusters uh, um, Ghostbusters uh, was it protect protect the, the barrier the that protect one? the barrier yeah. 
Um, there's more. I mean, there were there were the real Ghostbusters board games from Milton Bradley back in the day. That one was a lot of fun. There's two of those: one North America, one UK. There's the two box sets of the role playing game. I mean, that's yeah. What am I up to? Eight titles. Add these on there (laughs) plus whatever expansions too. Oh, um, the card game set. I mean, it's straight up. Right. It's a regular card deck with Ghostbusters, but there's that. I mean, it's yeah, it's. And then on top of it, there's this one, and they're talking about, uh, well, at least one, it sounds like one more Ghostbusters yeah, uh, one dedicated game one. Um, and, and uh, you know, the Men in Black one, uh, it sounds like maybe those, maybe it ends up being like the Firefly tabletop <coughs> game where, like, the expansions kind of add levels or pieces to the board, or I'm not quite sure what their game mechanic is going to be because they're talking about wow. card play and dice chucking, and I don't know what the board's going to look like yet, but... Um, yeah, can you take that card play in highly detailed sculpted miniatures. Well, miniatures usually means there's got to be some board and stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of curious about the take that card stuff because that's usually you playing against the other opponents. Whereas, of course, we talked about this before. It never makes a lot of sense that Ghostbusters are fighting Ghostbusters. Um, uh, I mean, the press release does mention uh, competitiveness, so I wonder if one, if you have Men in Black and Ghostbusters, and they're both trying to, it's like the uh, yeah F- FBI and LAPD and Die Hard, you know, the that's, jurisdiction taking place here. That um, I think that's a good. I think that's a good bet. I think that's probably the the way it goes. There's there's teams. Yeah. Uh, and either so, if I had to guess now, I'm betting this mean. Okay, so what did they say? The four guys. Four guys and plus four, four men in black. That's what leads me to believe that it's like four and four kind of. Uh, and there's a lot team of, versus team, spy versus yes, spy. Well, yeah. Exactly. And when it when it when it comes down, it's equal sides. So yes, you're you're right. That's. I'm. Does that mean then you can play? Uh, two players. Two. If you can play up to eight, that'd be amazing. Um, as in two teams of four playing against one another. That's kind of a rarity in board games, too. That's, is yeah, that's a games. big group. Yeah. But given that it's two teams, it means you can easily boil it down to just two people get together and play. Right. They're just playing four characters instead two. of, yeah. you know, or two and two or, you know, however you want to break it down. Uh, uh, that, uh, And then, of course, if you're on the same team, a lot of that... Uh, co-op working together discussing moves comes into play so even if there's three people on uh, one team with four players to control the three people are kind of talking amongst themselves about how best to move yeah trying to figure everything out so, yeah exactly um I, I i think that'll be great i think that's yeah really i'm excited the, the one kind of question mark that i had and maybe it's because the poor guys are too overworked as it is uh having seen the amount of work that eric had to do for ghostbusters world but <laughs> Um, it's IDW. Why do these not look like the, at least in the art that they solicited, um, you know, the games, the miniatures are kind of, um, uh, like the, um, oh shoot, I'm blanking on the, the ty- like the short squat, uh, Jada, was it Jada? Who did the little die cast miniatures where everybody had like the short bodies and the giant heads that, um, oh, um, I think it was Jada. Oh, was it John? Well, no, because Cryptozoic had the uh, oh, they not had the mini, yeah, their mini uh, or mighty meeples or whatever they were called, yeah. But it it's it's sort of in that same vein, the very like, um, you know, uh, heavily stylized, not Dan Shoning heavily stylized, but in a different sort of vein. Yeah, um, Titan Titan did squat bodies, big heads. <clears throat> the Cryptozoic 
the blind bags, not the ecto minis, which were also kind of they were style, kind of that small bodies, big though. heads. Yeah. So there's three different sets that are kind of. I'm okay with that. That's that's fine. I mean, it's um, it's, it's good. It's cool that it differentiates itself. It's just it when it came from IDW, I was like, well, why does Cryptozoic get all of the IDW art and all of the, the creative team, <laughs> and then IDW doesn't get their own creative team on the game? That that was funny, but. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Burnham and, and Shoning are heavy all over Cryptozoic. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, you know, that's just, that's, hey, Ghost Core is working it as best they can. <laughs> um, what it does come down to here, though, is, is um, Pentacle Games is, I mean, the, it's not like they found and cobbled together a team to, to, to work on this they they are a known team yeah that have made their own stuff and as they said they've kind of have uh you know relationship with uh Lofman and all that so it, yeah it's it, their style um, yeah it which is fine like i said i'm kind of almost happier like to uh, you know uh, protect the barrier is distinguishable from the cryptozoics which is distinguishable from this one i'm okay, I'm okay yeah with oh i mean i don't i don't want them all to be uniform i just thought it was curious i thought it was ironic that idw didn't have the idw artist but and as as you said it would probably kill shonen to have to do oh, more poor this dan point, so. poor poor dan hang in there buddy you yeah know you're listening. so successful poor guy <laughs> Uh, well, he can use some of that cold cash that he earns from all of the work that he's doing on the Ghostbusters 2 remote-controlled hero trap that hit auction, <coughs> yeah. uh, which I think the auction ends November 15th. I didn't put it in the rundown, but it's it's got a couple weeks left on it. Uh, starting bid is $20,000, so it's fairly affordable f- for <laughs> three of you out there. I'm looking squarely at Adam and Jeffrey Shrek and who else? Yes, you know, you know, Mr. Shrek is, yeah. is uh, he's been staring at it. Um, I don't know if he'll get it. He's been staring at it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool. Uh, I mean, I knew that they had done remote control traps and there is that little bit of behind the scenes where we see one of the props guys uh, controlling uh, one of the Ghostbusters two traps, but it's, it's kind of nice to have a great photograph of what the control looks like and what the trap looks like. It's all great reference stuff. <gasps> Um, I have to interrupt, Troy. I have to interrupt. What? Who? Huh? My battery bar has dropped to two out of three. <laughs> it's finally happened. Uh, yes. Uh, for those of you uh, that don't remember, because Falling it's along been at home. <laughs> uh, Chris threw in a couple of Energizer Lithium. What are they called? Super Ion. Super Neos. Uh, boy. <clears throat> Black Energy of the Dark Lord Satan <laughs> batteries. Uh, back in July. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been running, and his Zoom recorder that we record with uh, has been mysteriously powered by whatever this, uh, you know, uh, dark exotic energy is <laughs> for months I'm, now. I'm, I'm really sorry to derail, but that is that has to be noted. <laughs> it is. It's really. monumental. We have to. We have to <laughs> Anyways. That. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of amazing. It's very 80s looking, The like the giant remote control. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Doc's uh, remote that he controls the DeLorean exactly. with. It's that giant uh, style, and it has all the switches to to turn on the red blinking lights and the bar graph and all of that stuff on it. Uh, I don't know if it works. Did the letter, there were a couple of letters. There was one from Michael C. Gross who certified that it was authentic before he passed away. And then uh, one from like 1991, I want to say, that they uh, had acquired it uh, for auction from whoever it was at that point. But um, but yeah, I don't know if it still works. I doubt it. I, it probably needs a little bit of help if you wanted to get it working. But uh, for twenty thousand dollars, you're probably putting it in like a 
a vacuum sealed chamber, never to be touching it again, I'm sure. Uh, but it's, it's cool. It's one of the traps from Ghostbusters 2. Uh, the letter does say that it was used in Ghostbusters 1, but they haven't been able to confirm that. I saw uh, Ben uh, Kingpin on the GB fans boards. Uh, he he kind of did some investigative work and saw that it's the exact same trap that was used during the jogger scene because it's buried in the dirt which makes yeah. sense. They needed the remote control to turn on the lights cause it was buried. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I, I don't have that kind of cash, but it's cool to have those photos now of a ghostbusters two screen used trap that was remote controlled. Hey Chris. Hey Troy. It's Paul from ghostbusters Ireland here. Just checking in with you guys. So recently I had the opportunity to see Ghostbusters on the big screen and something I'd never noticed before. Vince Crotho says to the horse in Columbus Circle, wait for the sign and our prisoners will be released. Does he mean the prisoners in the containment system? So the sign is explosion and the prisoners are released from the containment system. So to further expand on this, do those ghosts then feed into the mandala system from Ghostbusters the video game in order to feed energy to the destructive form for Gozer? So my thoughts are, if the containment system had not been shut down, would Gozer still manifested in New York? Anyway, hope you guys are good and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, it's Corey from Los Angeles. You helped me out a few weeks back. Uh, with the Biltmore layout that I could propose to my girlfriend. Well, we went down there on Halloween under the guise of seeing the Sedgwick, of course, and we both wore our Ghostbusters t-shirts. Luckily, it wasn't really packed at all during the day, so we kind of just, no one was really around, and everything was was exactly like you guys said it was, the layout and everything, so I, I really appreciate that. And we found the elevator where the scene where her grandfather uh, shot with uh, the guys. Um, well, he was the one with the cigar and the hat. And she was kind of standing right there, sort of looking out, like you said, towards that other lobby area with her back to me. And I was standing kind of where uh, Dan Aykroyd would be standing in the shot. She turned around and I was on my knee and I proposed to her and she said yes. And it was the most amazing moment of my life. And then people came out of the elevators and, you know, we're both sort of kissing, you know, and kind of crying and everything. And it's still, you know, a hotel lobby. So, but uh, we got some people, you know, to take our picture and whatnot. And uh, I'll send it to you guys on Facebook. But it was awesome. And I really, I just want to say thank you all for, you know, taking the time out of the podcast to uh, help me out with that. And it was really cool. So uh, keep up the great work and uh, see you on the other side. Hey, fellas, this is Vince in Kansas City calling with a little PSA. I've been listening to some of your old podcasts and thought I would call in and remind you guys, get your flu shots. Seems like Chris gets sick a lot in those old podcasts. So (laughs) you guys have a lovely day. Get your flu shot to protect yourself and uh, have a happy Halloween. Too too late, Vince. (laughs) Too late. Actually, I don't... I don't th- I'm still going to get it. Um, uh, <laughs> funnily enough, I read up on this stuff more and more and more and I read somewhere that last year's flu shot, because remember, uh, this is all coming back to me now, because I think at the time I even talked about it, the flu shot is three strains. Yeah. 
they and they have to guess because I guess apparently a, uh, a whole number of flus can uh, head out uh, across the world in every flu season and they kind of go in and have to do a little I don't know sciencey uh, guessing as to which three are most likely to be the ones that that come across and, and hit North America and last year's uh, to boil it down the vaccination didn't work very well meaning they guessed badly yeah uh, they didn't what <laughs> it did not cover this year is supposed to be great um, as I said I have been sick for the last few weeks however cold all of the sinuses and it's the usual thing I do not there's no the fatigue's not there the muscle pain's there you get old don't laugh you're gonna you'll I, be old as I, me no, someday I, I love the fact you'll that he called to remind you to get your flu shot though <laughs> I actually do appreciate it because uh, <laughs> I, it's funny that uh, I, I am saying that I, I, I'm taking care of it but we all know there's a fairly good chance too it could have gone the other way yeah. it, it, like yeah. In one universe over, you actually just helped save my life because I was—I totally forgot. Uh, it's true, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but uh, what well, we'll, we buried the lead, uh, Corey. Congratulations to you and your yes. fiance. Uh, we're so glad that we were even a small it part worked. of that. It worked. It was, and you got to see the elevators, and she got to see the elevators, and yeah, it's perfect. That's just so. Invite cool. us to the wedding. We won't be able to go, but invite <laughs> us to the wedding. Yeah. Invite us to. The, I mean, we'll we'll visit your wedding registry. We'll figure something out. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, we can but buy yes. a plate or two. Congratulations to you guys. That's very cool. Um, all right, let's get into these last two news items and then wrap this this guy up. But uh, so uh, Tommy Knuckles, a, a longtime listener out there, uh, visited the uh, Los Angeles Void location. He did not specify which one. If it was the Glendale or the Santa Monica one, and I'm still trying to figure that out now as we record this. But um, he did mention that Ghostbusters Dimension was closed down, and he was told that it was being removed. Um, so if you have not done the Void attraction the Ghostbusters dimension attraction, and you've been dragging your heels a little bit, you might want to go and do it now. Um, Because I I reached out to the void and I said, Hey, can you confirm if uh, Ghostbusters dimension is being pulled out of some of your locations? They wrote me back with a very cryptic, like we'll have announcements in the future. And I said, all right, thanks. I guess guys. Um, so, uh, needless to say, if you have not experienced, uh, the Ghostbusters, it's, it's amazing. The virtual reality is fantastic. The, the interaction that you have is great. Um, they really put something special together. I have heard, however, that some of the remote locations are using different technology uh, than the one in New York uh, did. And so it's a little different and it's not quite as immersive and not quite as cool. But um, but yeah, go go do it because you're going to feel sorry. It's going to be like when uh, the Ghostbusters Spooktacular closed down in Universal Florida. And if you didn't get to see that, you're just going to feel bad about it. So um We'll, we'll keep digging with the void. We'll try to figure out which locations are shutting down, uh, if, if, and when, um, but, uh, go, go do it now. If it's near you or even remotely close to you, go make sure that you get that done. Um, and then one more, okay. I saved this for last Chris, because this came up, uh, while we were on our little bit of a hiatus, but, uh, Brian Lynch, who I've long been an admirer of, and he and I have gone to the new Beverly together many times, not, not as friends, but we've been in the same theater multiple times. I see him all the time because he is also a diehard Muppets fan. So every time they do the, the matinees for kids, he's always there with his kid. Uh, and it's, he's, he's just a a sweet guy, really funny guy. He wrote uh, secret life of pets and minions. Um, he came out of Kevin Smith's, uh, troop of like Scott Mosier and Brian Lynch and uh, well, he is Brian Lynch, but anyway, 
Um, so in it, he was asked about uh, properties that he would love to dive into, things that he would want to explore. And he had an idea for Ghostbusters 3 that he wrote just for funsies. Um, and uh, a, a bunch of people out there, a bunch of readers uh, pinged us about it because it's actually kind of a fun idea. A lot more fun than somebody else's who will remain unnamed. Um, so I'll, I'll read this and then maybe you and I can kind of talk about it real quick. Uh, so he says, my version of Ghostbusters 3 began with the old guard trying to bust a ghost and barely surviving it. They realize that they're too old and each one promises to search out a suitable replacement. So each one of the Ghostbusters is going out and trying to find their own replacement for themselves, which is funny. Ray chooses a super fan intern who has the GB logo shaved into the back of his head. Winston chooses his genius niece. Egon chooses his socially awkward lab assistant who hasn't talked to a human in years. Venkman's choice, who was the lead in the movie, was his favorite student from his college days, who's this brilliant but lazy and now kind of substitute teacher. I pictured somebody like Janine Garofalo, which would have been awesome. I, I mean, again, he wrote this back before Harold passed away, and I, I, I take it that this was like in the 90s. Uh, Ray trains all of the new recruits, but they mostly have to just guard the containment unit because an international ghost-busting high-tech ripoff called Undead Unlimited is where most people go for their paranormal eliminations. Basically, Ghostbusters is out of business. The firehouse has been converted into a Planet Hollywood-esque Ghostbusters restaurant. The villain was the head of Undead Unlimited, who wasn't just trapping millions of ghosts worldwide, but harnessing their power. Kind of like Frighteners, huh? Uh, anyway, I liked it. I especially liked that, unlike the majority of the original Ghostbusters, this team didn't know each other, didn't start out liking each other, and had to become close as the script went on. One more thing, he says. I had a general meeting with a Ghostbusters producer. I told him that I wrote a Ghostbusters spec, and he said lots of people have. <laughs> He hopes that I didn't explain who Slimer was before he died because 75% of the scripts do. Mine did not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, there are themes in here, uh, fan, uh, like fan fictions and fan films and things that we've seen and heard, uh, kind of putting a few things together. And I do like the fact that whatever whoever producer he met with did say that, like, everybody's written a Ghostbusters spec script, which is very funny to me. Um, the, the Planet Hollywood thing, that really tickled me. I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, the fact okay. that Ghostbusters are like a relic of the past. Uh, there's the new hotness, the, you know, whatever, uh, the AT&T of Ghostbusters is out there now. And these guys are kind of old news, old hat. You go, you eat uh, a plate of pasta at the Ghostbusters firehouse with all of the, you know, uh, gadgets and stuff around you. Um, I actually just like that for a restaurant. Can we just have a Ghostbusters restaurant? Eric, are you listening? Can we have a Ghostbusters restaurant, please? I think that's yeah. such a brilliant idea. I know that those themed restaurants have tried many, many, many times and always failed. There was the Steven Spielberg uh, submarine restaurant that was called Dive. I don't know if you remember that, Chris. That was no short-lived, very, very short-lived. Um, but uh, didn't the uh, Coming to America McDonald's ripoff just open <laughs> McDonald's, in LA yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's reopening again, I think, uh, next year. They're going to do another like pop-up for it. But... <clears throat> Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, Brian Lynch would be the perfect choice for a off the wall zany. I think Brian Lynch is better for like a gremlins movie to be completely honest than Ghostbusters, but, um, or Muppets again, just knowing his love of Muppets. But, uh, I I love the fact that he had a spec script. 
uh, full disclosure here, I, I ended up in a small Twitter spat with Brian Lynch over over this. So. Oh, did you really? What 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 happened? Are you okay? Do you want to talk it, it, about it? You gotta get something yeah, no, off your it, chest here. No, it's nothing to get on my chest. It, it, it was mostly uh, uh, carelessness on my part because I read the synopsis and I posted it. And what I, I glibly posted was, the next time somebody complains about answer the call, I'm going to show them this script synopsis. Oh. And, and what I – yeah, okay. See, he did the same thing. And Ooh. that's where the carelessness come in because yeah. what I was trying to say was is, look – because they always say we wanted the original team and they say they wanted in any number, like as long as the original team's there. And I was like, look, here's his. And here's a perfect example of how it can go in some very wild ways yeah. that are perfectly fine. And you would have hated them too. Right. Is what, but it, it was literally as I was heading out the door from work and I was just kind of, I threw it off glib. Ha, ha. And then I got home. And by the time I got home, I opened the door. Brian Lynch was like, yeah, well, excuse me for a living. I was like, well, okay. Which is very easy to fuse because I basically yeah. immediately replied I'm so saying, sorry. "Poor writing. I didn't mean it that way." Yeah, he he was he was yeah he was like, "Well, excuse me, I'm you know, so sorry for whatever," and it, which was fair enough. <laughs> I, I'm doing the voice because I'm trying to convey that it was there was a certain amount of smell you sarcasm, which yeah. I totally got. It was totally reasonable, which is easily diffused by me going, "No, no." Let me apologize to you because <laughs> none of what I was attending, intending got across. I even said to him, I didn't like the Planet Hollywood idea. And that might just be personally me because Vancouver had a Planet Hollywood. Oh. And the only thing from Ghostbusters was one of the stupid uh, taxi models from the Stay Puff. Uh, uh, one of the toy cars. Yeah. Yeah. So I listened to the world go, oh, yeah, we have like, you know hair follicles from Dan Aykroyd's head and a clone of Ray. I'm like, what? Why? How? I, got, uh, I just paid for a really awful taco, like three times too much for an awful taco salad yeah. to stare at a burnt, half-burnt mo- plastic model. Like, it's just... That you could have so gone to Toys R Us to buy at the time. Yeah. It doesn't... <laughs> uh, I, I didn't dislike any of the rest of it. Like, the, uh, the other... It didn't help that I also said, and the other thing I've learned... From this, <clears throat> from this information was that of all the spec scripts out there, uh, almost all of them did one of, if not two, of the, of the following things: uh, explain where Slimer came from and have a rival team. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't come up as much as the Slimer thing, but it has come up several times, and naturally in other areas too. Like uh, IDW had the uh, the Ghost Smashers and all that, right? Like it's it's a natural thing to, uh, all the way back. To the role-playing game, yeah. one of the one of the the uh, I forget which one now. The name it's again one of the the punny names, and I can't think of it at the moment. But spook something or other. But again, mm. it's it's about them going to a convention. Oh uh, yeah, I uh, remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, a paranormal professional convention, and there they discover they turn out to be aliens later. But um, yeah, there's a, a rival team of even more high tech Ghostbusters sort of thing running uh, around. The, and, the only and, thing that's coming to mind is Spook Chasers, but those were the um, bootleg toys. Um, bootleg toys. Yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll figure it out later. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I posted. I posted that uh, like the backhand at the ATC crowd, and uh, just a kind of a tongue in cheek. Observation of the sampling of spec scripts we've seen, and yeah, 
fair enough. It's, I, I see, it, I, I on, see on how first, he could have taken that a different way. Yeah, I, I see totally the, could too. Yeah. So again, let me just say here, Mr. Lynch, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> uh, my son loves the secret life of pets and we're looking forward to the follow up. Yes. So, um, um, and the one thing that this did explain is to, for all the people that thought we were going to get Slimer's origin story and answer the call, uh, why that ended up on the cutting room floor because I bet as soon that, as Ivan and, and crew kind of got in and wedged themselves nope. in, they were like, do not nope. Nope. get do it. Don't do it. to the origins of Slimer Shut for it the down. love of God. Yeah, because that's a, that's, a, that's a very fanish response uh, is to go, I wonder where he came from. And in terms of keeping the mystique of the property alive yeah you just don't explain that one you yeah. just let it go just let, let it be uh, let it be uh so uh yeah it's it's all it's all good i, I it's it's funny to imagine uh, uh janine groffalo in there i'm trying to figure what time he would have written this i'm guessing um, like mystery men era that because yeah. garofalo that was kind of like her height and that's about the time that he probably would have been thinking about a third Ghostbusters movie based upon this. I, that's that's my guess. Definitely not yeah, Garofalo now, probably. No, but she's um, still hilarious. But she's yeah. not the Garofalo we remember. Well, she is and she isn't. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I still I still stand by what I say, just not how I said it. <laughs> uh, it is a perfect example of how to bring back the guys and. and do some really great takes on how new people come in to the mix. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's just, it's never, it's never going to be everything to everybody. Yeah. It's it, not going to be what way. you wanted. It's not going to be and Oscar his, taking the yeah. reins of the, you know, the, how many times have we heard or seen that in fan films? And Oscar said, Barrett he, he, takes the reins. He's, like, he's, know, his stuff is way more wacky, like compared to some others, say the one that would remain nameless a lot of fanboys fell all over that one because yeah, it was his was the closest to the fanboy, you know, ideal again, which I don't think would have worked. Whereas, uh, Lynch's here is well off that. Yeah. Like it's, it is, it, it takes more, way more of a left turn away from sticking to the, the regular formula, which is what a lot of the other ones were kind of like was again. And (laughs) if there's anything to be said for ATC, it's that it didn't try to be one and two and end up, being them which right. is the wrong yeah. way to go um, uh, this one this one this one would have been the same thing it would have been some some it, it, it hits everything that we kind of want right like seeing more about you know the guys outside of ghostbusters uh uh, you know, more uh, getting a little bit of a look of Venkman's days as a professor a bit, right? Because his favorite student is brought on board all this stuff raise uh you know, choosing uh, interns. Um, what did it say for Egon? Oh, his lab assistant. It was his lab assistant which... who hasn't spoken to anybody in years. Uh, which, which essentially sounds like Jillian Holtzman. Like I, I think that was like proto Holtzman there. Um, proto Holtzman. Uh, well, if anything, it should have been the the woman in Ghostbusters too. Let's be honest, but uh, oh, she didn't yeah. say anything. <laughs> That's Good true. Her. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, this whole thing that it's not about the, it's not one and two, it's two was a reset of the one story as in they start from square one. And a lot of people uh, talk about it either continues as if two never ended. So essentially it's the same thing. It's just more team members going off and doing more Ghostbusters with more equipment 
or you do this, which is where you don't reset the story. They're not starting over again. But at the same time, it's not a continuation of two. There yeah, is well, this. Yeah, well, they are kind of starting over because they've become. It's it's like the beginning of Ghostbusters two, where they're a joke and they're kind of out of business. And yeah, so um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see everybody's take on it. I, I and I think most of them. It's the flip of the coin. I think all of them have the potential to not work, and a lot of them probably could have worked just fine or should work fine, and maybe it wouldn't. It's just, but like I said, that's ugh, my mea culpa is boy, once every three months, I should just not talk on Twitter because I say something <laughs> stupid. I, I understand. I understand. I understand your viewpoint Thanks. and what you meant. You, you, you essentially wanted to say. You forgive if, me because I don't know if he I has. But, uh, yeah, he was very nice at the end of it. We, we, we chatted back and forth about it a oh, little okay, bit, good. and then he kind of wandered off. So that's, yeah, uh, that's fine. We we left where we started, which is strangers who really don't give a crap about one another. Oh, that's so off good. We go. Okay, then everything is back to normal. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers! I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Too. And Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris. It has been many, many a week. Uh, it has, but it is it is time for your final thoughts, uh, which you have not been able to do for quite some time. Do you do you have anything? Sort of. Uh, I think what I wanted to do was because uh, I was looking at some other news items stuff that we didn't really get into. I was going to talk about some of them, and I think actually what I really want to do is I want to run through them and get your your short response to them. We're not oh, going to okay. dig into yeah, them deeply, yeah, yeah. but. And it's a good way to kind of touch because it's funny. Sometimes you and I sit here and we go, hey, "Well, how much Ghostbusters stuff is actually going on in the world?" And then when we actually stop talking about it for a few weeks, it it explodes. Yeah, Especially over Halloween, up. like it explodes. Yeah. Yes, and this is—I'm not even talking about most of the Halloween stuff. Uh, did we talk about Bill Murray at the golf course meeting that little guy? Uh, no, we did not. No. So uh, he was—I think he was. Well, let's let's say the Courier in UK. Uh, Carnoustie. I don't know where that is, but uh, a, a young man named Jacob, and one of the he has the uh, the Kenner pack and PK meter, and one of the yeah, more little guy. Maybe shop. he was like eight. Yeah. I want to say seven, eight, maybe. And, and his parents were going to go watch. Uh, there's a golf tourney. Uh, Mr. Murray was in it, and they brought the little guy dressed up, and Bill made a beeline for him. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Bill Murray stories available on iTunes and DVD and Blu-ray now yeah, uh, that was one other thing that. that we missed yeah we'll talk about that we yeah. should both watch it and talk about it at some point uh, we talked about the soundtrack show let's see here uh, there was the uh, Make-A-Wish kid uh, speaking of kids yeah. and Ghostbusters that we missed uh, we should lock them was, together yeah, yeah. 
uh, Sacramento, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say it was Northern California. A uh, little guy, all he wanted to do was be a Ghostbuster for a day. So I know that uh, Ghost Corps helped them out and made that yes, happen. Yes, he has a, a congenital heart defect. And um, he looks pretty hale and hearty. Uh, hale and hearty. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that means uh, uh, medicine is kind of... Uh, kind of pull through for him but of course make a wish is make a wish has two functions one which is improving a child's life because the clock is unfortunately ticking or uh, more often than not improving a child's life because they're going through a lot of trials i choose to believe that he's going through a lot of ladder yeah yeah uh and it was so good job him that was great uh what else we got here oh god the handsomest man on the internet greg miller he showed up everywhere due to Ghostbusters. Yeah, world. on launch day, he was everywhere, uh, which we expected. He had his own little trailer where he was at Ghost Corps answering the phones, and uh, yeah, he, he got uh, a lot. That was he got a lot. Did you see the crocheted Slimer costume? Uh, no, I did not see that one. That one uh, escaped me. October sixteenth, you got to go back and see oh, it. Oh, it's that a, one, it's a, uh, the one that was glowing in the dark. dark. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. That yeah. one's crazy. That was amazing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Germany's getting a uh, real Ghostbusters Blu-ray. Uh, oh, that's oh my goodness! That was that should have been one of the lead items. It's all of the episodes <laughs> on like two discs or something like. It's SD I, on Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't know that we should talk about it because what it amounts to is it's Sony DE or Sony Germany. It was it was a thing they put together. It's just putting all the DVD stuff and slapping it onto less discs. I think like three yeah, discs or use, something Yeah, using like the storage capacity of a Blu-ray disc, but not for high-def video. Yeah. So it's not upscaling, and, and they're not uh, converting have, yeah, anything. Yeah, some people and, weighed in and, and, and tried to explain that, oh, yeah, but if you play it, it's going to uh, improve a little bit. I don't think it is, no. Uh, the, the source the source is the source uh, the and source a lot of those if, if you watch um, there's a special on the Time Life uh, DVDs um, where Andy Mangles I think was the person that, yeah. that kind of produced things and he even said like some of the episode masters no longer exist so that we pulled these off of three quarter tapes uh, or yeah. VHS tapes uh, there so. is I forget which episode but if you watch it I don't know if they corrected it somehow uh, in the 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 most recent DVD editions, but on the Time Life one, there was a couple where you could actually see the last faded frames of the commercial. The commercials. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's actually amazing. Uh, that's a that's an yeah. artifact that I absolutely love. Uh, I'd like to see it come here, but what made it most interesting is that they really went out of their way to stamp standard definition on Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, like, SD they really, on BD. I think it says everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they just they were just like it's no. It, but storage-wise, perfect. I'd, I'd actually pay for that, but if it doesn't come here, meh, we'll survive. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving right along. The Stranger Things Ghostbusters figures uh, landed. And Those they came out, pretty, yeah. Pretty uh, cool. Oh, and uh, there is a Stranger Things making of book that uh, came out just this past week, which is, is I highly recommend As it. As you mentioned, um, yeah. And there's a little <laughs> bit about the Ghostbusters tie-in there, which uh, we don't need to really get into. It's It's a short little blurb but apparently sony denied the use of ghostbusters on the first pass for the duffer brothers and so uh their their esteemed producer had to step in and go uh hunt ivan reitman down because they're friends and be like hey ivan um what gives <laughs> and then the rest is history ghostbusters is in stranger things so the, ivan reitman the grumpy granddad of ghostbusters fan <laughs> that's uh, we'd be disappointed if, if it was otherwise um a small shout out to uh, Mr. Paul Gagnon uh, there in the UK. Uh, he's been working with people getting a show, Digitizer 2000, up and running. 
Have you seen any of this? Mm-mm. No, no, not at all. Yeah, they're trying to make a, a like a, a pop culture video game uh, TV show uh, reminiscent of kind of like the late 90s, early 2000s ones, I guess. And anyways, uh, <laughs> the reason I wanted to call it out is they did uh, one that they posted a small clip of it uh, leading up to Halloween, and he he wore his uh, Ghostbusters jumpsuit for the entire time without anybody referencing it at all. They're just yeah, he's funny. just there, just in his jumpsuit. Uh, he's got um, the Cheap Show podcast, right? Yeah, which is also pretty good. So just a shout out to Paul. He's he's doing things. Go support. Yeah. Him. Uh, let's see here: uh, Ghostbuster Marshmallow Burger and uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Porter with Ecto fries. Was that a Halloween thing or? Uh, I guess so. This was in Liverpool. Somebody posted a picture of it. I'm, kinda, uh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think here. Uh, England's. Oh no, the brewery is in South Wales, and the porter is awesome. Somebody said so. Oh, okay. I'd very much like to, to try yeah. that. But, um, let's see here. Somebody did a a parody of the Ghostbusters theme if it was performed by Ghost. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. That's that. I, that's funny. That was really, that was a good one. Yeah, there he is, uh, the Modesto boy. Uh, Keeping going. Yeah. So the Ghostbusters live started showing up. Uh, the reviews there. Uh, if there's anything thought wise, it's a small uh, take your cap off, uh, hand over heart for Mr. Ryan Kemp. So of course October twenty oh, second yeah. was. Uh, 22nd the day for those of us who who knew of him or knew him directly to kind of stop and uh, <laughs> uh i think you and i've talked about this before uh similar to uh gb max ryan is what we should all aspire to be as fans of yeah. ghostbusters be 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 kind and humble and selfless and humble and, and yeah. agree to disagree and Just be a fan yeah everything is subjective uh dan talked everything up everywhere and this goes back to our discussion about the void uh yeah he's talking up the void and ghostbusters a lot when we're heading into i'm hoping i should have thought of this at the time when you said that they got back to you saying we'll make an announcement soon that's usually a good thing right you would that's think usually... so and and they're promoting <clears throat> the crap out of it on social media still exactly so weird that they're... they're using dan as of October 22nd, they posted on October 22nd, shot at the uh, the Ghost Corps H- HQ, uh, Dan was talking up the void. So that's, if they're pulling it, I'm hoping it means they're moving it to something else, right? Like they have a more, like it's time's up at Madame Tussauds, uh, what, what's the plan for it now? Yeah, so The 2.0 is coming out or something like that, yeah. Oh god, that'd be nice. Oh yeah, time to add in the originals. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Ghostbusters World came out, which was great. Um, uh, if you search for Scottoon Network on YouTube, he did a really great Scott cover of uh, uh, Ghostbusters theme by himself. Nice. That was a good one. Uh, Dan talking about the Ghostbusters live with the... Is he going to do one for every orchestra? Because that was kind of amazing. He dressed up in a tux. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> I think uh, he, th- that was just the first one, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Max and Ghostbusters Italia, uh, it's like and when I first saw it, I was like, well, that's the weirdest Photoshop photo ever. And then I went, that's not Photoshop. That is GB Italia with Sigourney, oh, with Sigourney Weaver. Weaver on the red carpet of something. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> she looks amazing. And they got to hang out with her. That was awesome. <laughs> 
I don't know how they do this. I, but, yeah, uh, that's uh, some, something in Italy was premiering, and they just happened to be there. I don't know what, that, what the story there. is there. Yeah. Uh, but as part of it, I mean, Italy, not a big Halloween place, but uh, they posted pictures. I hope somebody, uh, I think it got passed along with Ghostbusters Italia, and they were talking amongst themselves. Hopefully somebody will get back to me, because I've had other people ask for the file. They made or got a papercraft uh, trap and printed a bunch of them out and put candy inside them. So they weren't just handing out candy at the door. They were handing paper like traps. Like boxes that look like traps? Yeah, tiny. Oh, that's such yeah, a great little, idea. Uh, I don't know, four by three by three, four by two by two, something like that. Like just a small wow. box, but enough to put four, five, six small candies in. And they were that's what they were handing out. And I'm going, I cannot do that in my neighborhood because we hit 250. <laughs> How many of those boxes are you going to have to make? That's a lot of boxes. But uh, man, it's it was impressive. That was super impressive. Um, and then uh, let's let's see the Sigourney Weaver again. Uh, shout out to Jamie uh, Feliciano. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right because he posted a picture. There was a guy. Um, oh God, I had it and I should have written it down here. But. Um, um, it, almost 10 years ago, somebody posted a picture for their designs to make uh, People Buster figures, custom People Buster figures, and including they designed their own Winston. Um, and they were going to make these figures, and they never did it. And then I actually thought this was them 10 years later finally finishing what they were doing, but it turns out it was uh, Jamie, and he uh, had seen those designs and went with it. He ah. made custom uh, people buster figures of all four guys like they're oh, that's awesome uh man i i kind of hope that ghost core and all that sees it because really we've discussed it before like how many times are we going to buy the four guys over and over again well if it's the four people busters we will do it because oh, these yeah. are really great like uh very a nice mix between old kenner style and you know kind of stylized it's uh, really good stuff uh, oh god more greg miller he just won't stop <laughs> uh, lots of good <laughs> the greg miller rundown <laughs> lots of ghostbusters uh, we're getting into halloween so there's a lot of ghostbusters world a lot of people's halloween stuff um i did notice a picture from um uh proto kev uh what the heck is uh i can't i can bear i look at i can either remember your real life name or your screen handle i can never <laughs> remember them at the same neither, time neither both uh, yeah People have probably seen him before. He does a really amazing uh, Lewis, like a possessed Lewis with a colander on his head. Uh, and he posted a picture of himself. He went to Alamo uh, City Comic Con and dropped the dough to get his picture taken with Mr. Rick Moranis. Uh, and that's when I found out somebody posted. Because uh, remember, they had the VIP thing, which was quite pricey. Right. It was like a thousand and, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were speculating what they'd let you buy at the show. Because they they did uh, wh who else was there? There was another big star, and they were like, it was like all Schwarzenegger you can do is or somebody. Schwarzenegger, yeah. you can only pay the big ticket. That's the only way you're going to get to see him, sort of thing. And then Rick, it was like, here's the big ticket, but we haven't announced the little one yet. And the little one was a hundred bucks to get your picture taken with him. That, that's kind of higher. That's on the higher end. Uh, or a hundred bucks to get a signed photo of him. But worth uh, it just because of how reclusive the guy is. Oh yeah. my God. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I know some people can't afford the double, uh, and they had to make a hard choice, a real hard choice. 
but it's it's what you like. Uh, some people really like the chance to say hi to him, shake his hand, and and get him to sign a picture if you really like signatures. Uh, I think if I had been there, I probably would have gone the photo thing because in my mind, a photograph of the person is kind of like a signature, only you see them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you, if you if you can't take Bill Murray home with him, get a signature, and if you can't get a signature, <laughs> get a photo. That's good too. Yeah. Uh, we missed it in August. We suck, but uh, it it popped back up now and went crazy across the net because people were sending it to me left, right, and center. Uh, a cat feeder, an automatic cat feeder designed like a ca- uh, ghost trap. Oh yeah, I, I do Did remember you? seeing that back uh, way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something by If Industries, and that came out in August. I I don't remember it at all. But then somebody posted it, and it just took off over the net as as uh, things have uh, their second shelf <laughs> lives on the internet exactly yeah. uh australia speaking of blue uh blu-rays australia did you see the ghostbusters and ghostbusters 2 i th- i think they might be steel books they look like they're shaped like steel books but the case is designed to look like the old vhs oh no the, the no. old australia and official style releases VHS. Yeah. Wow. It looks like. Oh, that's cool. It's a JB Hi-Fi exclusive. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's one of their stores, like uh, one of their stores, Suncoast or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's part of what they call a rewind collection, which presumably means a whole bunch of movies had this old VHS treatment thing. Um, oh, God. I I was like, man, we need these now. And somebody's like, just buy them and put your disc in. And it's like, I, I, that's not the problem. Austra- I've mailed things to Australia. It's they might as well be. I it would be cheaper for me to say, NASA, would you please take this package to the moon <laughs> yeah. and leave it there? It's <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. So, uh, so maybe one of these days. And then that brings us up to, to speed where we're at. I think, yeah, we covered yeah, all that's that other good, stuff. Good rundown, um, man. That was, I'm glad you did that. There was, okay, so I'm just going to dial back. And then the one thought to leave on is uh, thanks to everybody for listening to the spooktacular again. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was a lot of fun. You you snuck Night of the Creeps in there for me, which I thought was uh, very funny, very uh, appropriate. <laughs> given yeah, your timing. Uh, it was a it was a weird mix of real production heavy stuff, and then large swatches of me alternating between trailers, and then yeah, I, I realized afterwards I was like, wow, one third of this is actually trailers from movies that I was kind of grooving on, and then finding the pop song that got made for it and playing yeah. it, uh, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, uh, the Fright, I have a real, Fright Night one was pretty good. Uh, I yeah. love that one. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> the whole Boogeyman thing, uh, thanks to the Circle City Ghostbusters for that, that was cool. Yes, that one was uh, really cool, uh, which ended up in a nice thematic thema- 10 minutes yeah, there. Yeah, that was and nice. to find some other yeah. stuff. Uh, I was this close to putting in uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Boogeyman. I love that one, too. Well, I'll save that for next year. Yeah, but, for, uh, for Boogeyman Part 2. Uh, and I indulged myself a little bit with uh, the current uh, Guilty Pleasure song, which is uh, uh, Kanye's uh, I Love It. Um, man, that song cannot be paid played publicly even at the best of times but it's just it's so groovy i like it so much Uh, Mm. kanye Uh, yeah but uh, but, uh, that was that was a good mix man yeah everybody uh especially on the uh the social medias on the twitter account uh, everybody you know they they love the wgbi uh stuff that you do so um yeah thanks for doing that man that was cool well i apologize that it was 
<laughs> I apologize we didn't get it to you a week and three days before I was gonna Halloween. Say, I Halloween. would have three missed days before Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it <clears throat> would have been dark the week of Halloween, too. So, uh, But it, it worked out okay. But uh, So, yeah, so next week we will be back. We'll be talking about Ghostbusters Crossing Over. All of the new stuff that uh, will be happening the minute we stop recording, as inevitably always happens, <laughs> and uh, and a whole lot more. Because as evident from tonight, I'm actually losing my voice because we've talked <laughs> talked so much. A lot. But, um, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Good to be back. Good to uh, have you listening, and uh, good to be talking again. So uh, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Oh no! What? Oh no! It stopped recording at some point. Oh, it died.